Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Corey Pons is back at quarterback now. Corey's in the end zone. Gets it away. Deep down the middle. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you may be listening. This is episode number 14 of Something's Brewing. How's everybody doing? Producer Dan, how are you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm doing fine. How are you doing? All right. Can't complain? Yeah. As a reminder, this episode is brought to you by www.tlcsquaredshop.com bringing you their Through the Years collection, which is a series of modern memory books that are simple and fun to use while preserving memories of special people and events through the years. As another reminder, don't forget to email us at Corey at somethingsbrewing.com. Positive feedback, negative feedback, questions, whatever. We're going to actually get into our, uh, our first hater. Mm-hmm. A little bit later, <laughs> yeah, Dan. That actually really excited to, to for that segment, and and we yeah. have a lot to talk about in that segment. In that segment, because lots of emotions to cover there. Lots, yeah. Yes. So, anyway, all right. So, decent amount of stuff. Uh, you know, it's certainly a little difficult to uh, compete against the Super Bowl sandwich, but we've done this before. <laughs> we've had to do another right. episode after a great episode, right? And I feel like they still keep getting better and better. Right. I don't care what people say. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll see. Which, by the way, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. I hope uh, I hope you got a reservation. <laughs> yeah. Because it's in, literally impossible at any good place. Yeah. Unless you do it literally three months uh, previously. Yes. Um, I told you about the closet thing. Yeah. How did that work out? It, 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 they look great. Yeah. But holy shit. Do you know how much stuff is in your wife's closet? No. If you take it all out, every single thing in all of her closets and throw it in your bed, on your bed and on the floor, everything, you will be shocked Yeah, <laughs> at how much stuff they can like fit in there. hoarder level? I mean, I don't yeah. know if I would call my wife a hoarder, but I definitely was, I, I, I wanted to say, did you know you have these shoes still? Yeah. You know? So was it like the wardrobe from Narnia where it's just sort of this infinite amount of space? It. it that's what it felt like. And we, yeah. don't, we don't live in a very, you know, very large home. And it's like, how, this seems how like this we possible? have live in a mansion. Right. Um, but they look great. So, but the stuff is still all over our house and I'm trying to help. Uh-huh. And it is a little overwhelming. So I actually feel a little bit bad for my wife. But anyway, interesting about this week, I, I was looking back as we were getting ready for the show and the, and the pre-show, as, as you know, and uh, it, it felt like we did, we had, a, we had some, some snow skiing and then some golf and then some snow skiing and then some golf. So nice. a nice little flow with some with some mixtures, some some great stuff in between. Uh, but before we get uh, into that, and you know, the, the thing I was realizing about skiing and golf, do you snow ski or golf? I used to snow ski. Yeah, but uh, I've never golfed. No. Okay, so snow skiing and golf are two the sports that are obviously you know not cheap mm-hmm. and a complete pain in the ass to take your kids to. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, or someone that sucks at at, at it. 
Yeah. You, know, you don't want to golf with somebody that sucks, and you don't want to say, oh, yeah, I'll ski with you today. And you're like, dude, you You're suck. like on the bunny slope. What is Yeah, like, yeah. can we get going now? Or, the, or you just go with a snowboarder. It's their first time, and they have to consistently <laughs> sit down and, like, get buckled in. You're like, oh, my God. And you got to push them in the traverse areas. That's annoying. But anyway, before we get into all that stuff, I want to talk, you know, that we, we skipped over uh, the national recruiting process in college football. Um, I so. Guess. Yeah, so as a quick recap, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, a- Texas A&M, LSU, Oklahoma, Oregon, Michigan, Florida, then Clemson, Auburn, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Washington. Those were all like really arguably the top 10 recruiting classes. I'm going to give you a guess, Dan, to try and guess where – I'm going to give you an opportunity to guess where you okay. think UCLA's recruiting class came in ranked nationally for, uh, for, the, for uh, you know, National Signing Day. Where do you think? This year, you mean? Yeah. For right two, now? Yeah. That just happened a, okay. a week and a half ago. Um, what's, what is this number between? It could be one, and I think one, let's call it 125, 130, something like that. 17. Good guess. Um, that's what you would think and hope. We oh. actually ranked in, the, ranked in the low 40s. Really? Yeah. UCLA football. Depending on what service you look at. Okay. And nas- nationally, and then we are seventh in the Pac-12, six, between six and eight in the Pac-12. So, And I can't remember, obviously, honestly, a time that we were ranked that low. And since I don't consider myself to be a high school football expert, um, we're actually going to be interviewing a special guest next week. Um, he will go uh, nameless today because I want it to be a surprise. We've got a great, great guest coming on next week that's not only well-versed at all things UCLA, but also has a great pulse on the recruiting world, uh, specifically UCLA football. Uh, he couldn't make it this week, but but we'll bring him on next week because the show must go on, Dan, as you know. Even in the down, se- the, the down the, season. The down season. <laughs> the off season. The off season. Yeah. It is something's brewing, but right. it's not just UCLA football because if we only talked about UCLA football, for God's sakes, would we, we, would, we would only do it. During the football season and during the recruiting season. Right. There's not a lot to talk about sometimes in the off season. But actually, did I ever mention, um, I can't remember, I was trying to think back, but you're the producer, so you're supposed to uh, remember uh, stuff like this. Right, right. Do I remember that that my group was part of the number one recruiting class in the country? I remember that. You do remember this? I was kind of hoping that's what you were going to ask me, because that I knew. Good job. So Number one. That was, and to my knowledge, the only time UCLA has ever had a number one recruiting class. Interesting. And though I do say I don't know anything about high school football now, I was on the board of directors at Sarah High School in Gardena. You were? Yeah. Oh. For three years. And you talk about high school football, one of the most beautiful high school teams I've ever seen. Is that right? Three of their, three of their wide receivers are playing in the NFL. Um, and then wow. their quarterback went to college. He, he, I tutored him and mentored him. A great kid. Shout out to uh, CP. Um, but um, So I was on the board of directors at high school. Of a of a, uh, a private Catholic high school, yeah. So, but that's been a long time. Sweet. So the quarterback's initials were CP. Yeah, yeah. You like just it? like Corey yeah, Paul. Exactly. Exactly. So sweet. All right. So before we get into the recap of the skeins, skiing golf, skiing golf, uh, just a quick reminder: we're going to do a recap of the Daytona 500. Nice. Which I think is going to be kind of exciting. 
Have you ever been to a big NASCAR event? No, sir. No, I'm, I'm not going. It's happening you know, over the weekend, but mm-hmm. I have been to huge NASCAR events, and we still want to acknowledge that because we're actually I'm going to a big race in a, in a few weeks after that. So we want to set that up a little bit. And then just to hit the uh, pendulum, uh, we got Daytona 500 recap, and then on the other side of the pendulum, we're going to talk about the NBA All-Star Game. Yeah. <laughs> okay? <laughs> very you, similar events. Very similar events. Yeah, very. Uh, very similar. So we'll, we'll do a recap on the Daytona 500 and the NBA All-Star Game. So, all right, first, we started. I started off the week, headed up to, to uh, Salt Lake City, and then drew, drove up to Park City to uh, had a, had a few meetings, but then also get some skiing in. Driving up, have you been to Park City? Yes, many, uh, many moons ago. Okay. Yeah. Were you up there for Sundance? I was up there for Sundance. Uh, I was. I had a your pet project. I had. I had a small part in a movie with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Great actor. Great actor. Great character. Uh, Arguably one of the greatest actors. Yep. Uh, I stayed with his mom. Get out of here. And uh, I had a migraine the whole time. Oh my God! You're such a wimp. (laughs) I am such a wimp. Because of the altitude. Uh. I don't know. I honestly don't know. We're going to go with altitude. Great time, though. Yeah, let's got, go with altitude. Because we got a great. else is going to sound bad. <laughs> exactly. We got a great story later that has to do with altitude. Don't let me forget that oh, one, yeah? by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. After the golf tournament. But yeah, Sundance is great. Yeah. So it was at the end of Sundance. So the fame, not, nobody really famous was there. Yeah, they've all had But they still had a little, there. like the, the, the admin folks were still like cleaning up. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> you know, cleaning up the mansion on the hill, you know, <laughs> dusting up all the, uh, all the stuff, right? Right. Um, but. Driving up there is negative nine on the thermometer in the car. Negative nine. Can you believe Fahrenheit? that? Fahrenheit? Yes. Fahrenheit. Well, it would be worse if it was Celsius. I don't know. Yeah. They both sound horrible. It's terrible. Did you see footage? You know how it was so cold in the Midwest the other day? Oh, yeah. You see footage of Lake Michigan freezing over and they actually, the waves froze as they were in the air. No, I did so cool. Not see that. Yeah, it looks like it looks like you know. Wow, it looks like we're going to need the Green New Deal because yeah, we, we need <laughs> something because you know it's obvious <laughs> that global warming is happening. Look wow. at the look at the different types of temperatures that we got going on here. Yeah, it's, it's been a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So well, it's be- been raining here. It has been. Like, you know something's weird. It is. We've a had lot. more rain. We haven't had this much rain since the 90s. And the man. beautiful that, like, thing, this is and, crazy. and when LA, and for the listeners in LA, I'm sure you can all agree, when you can see, when you can actually see the mountains <laughs> right, in right. LA, not only that, you can see the snow-capped mountains oh, yeah, it's from the west side. Yeah. It is, it's, it, the topography is one of the most beautiful places in, in the world yeah. at that moment, yeah. you know? Um, so, great day of skiing. We got a beautiful picture. I actually skied in a white onesie. That <laughs> nice. you know, I, I think it's Bogner or Bognier, yeah. but it's like some some sort of fancy one piece that was really cool, like thirty plus years ago. I don't know where I found. It. I think I got this when it was going to be for a, like a Halloween costume to be GI Joe. You you know, remember GI Joe? Yes, the white... I had. Oh, wait a minute. Remember wait that? wait wait. Slow. Stop. Just... Yeah. You know that outfit? Yeah, I had that outfit when I was seven or eight. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah, so I have that, one. the white thing, and it came with a like a sled and yeah, a rescue and I, dog and, or something. And I had a, I got a white, Dude. and underneath I have a shirt that says something's brewing. Got a beautiful picture nice. out in the mountains because uh, something's always brewing. Hey, um, when you dressed like that for Halloween, did you have kung fu grip? Oh, yeah, I sure did. You did. Okay, good. I All sure right. did, and black combat boots. Nice. So had a had a great day skiing. I, I hadn't skied all of last year, and I forgot how much I love it. 
And yeah. the guy I was skiing, shout out to my uh, my first mentor in the insurance business, actually, who happens to be one of the most beautiful skiers I've ever seen in real life. Oh, is that right? And when I say that, you, you know, if you're if you're a decent skier like I am, and I'm sure like many people are, you get so jealous when you see someone, you know, guy or girl that is just. Just beautiful fluid. skier. Yeah. You know, like we talked about it, you know, I think last week about playing chess, like knowing how to play chess and getting beat by a five-year-old Russian. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, I, I think I'm a good skier. And then all of a sudden this guy is just kind of going down and all of a sudden he pops off to the left and goes down through the middle of the trees. Yeah. <laughs> With no fear. Yeah. And like, because dude, he's on what it. happens if you hit, you know, he's like, you just don't hit the tree. Yeah. But had a great day and I, and I missed it. I, I, I couldn't believe that the whole year prior I didn't, I didn't get skiing at all. So had a great time. Uh, went up to uh, a beautiful home, a guy that started a national restaurant chain. Um, and so as you can imagine, just a, a spectacular pad TVs in all the rooms, literally in every room. And, uh, and he was, and it was playing like a Pandora scenario, but I actually think it was his own deal where it was just consistently one old video after another, almost like you're at uh, um, Rock and Brews type oh, really? of thing, you know. But this is in his house, though. Yeah, and there okay. are TVs everywhere, and he's got a cigar room, it's hysterical, a cigar room with. Um, a painting where the humidor kind of pulls this cigar smoke out mm -hmm. and it's got Bill Clinton sitting in the Oval Office with his legs up and he's got a, it's a, a painting he's got a long Pinocchio nose <laughs> and oh, no. uh, oh, and no. Monica Lewinsky's sitting on his nose smoking a cigar I thought that was actually and kind good of comical. <laughs> and I and I and I looked it Ouch. up you can't I don't I don't think you can find it I didn't find it yet oh, is that I right? thought it was just a, a pretty pretty interesting Some special picture commission for the uh, yeah yeah, but the ultra rich. It, it, sure. and back to that point about you know you feel like the one man ceiling is another man's floor. You're like, you're like just I just made a big payment on the mortgage, like right. chopped off my mortgage a little bit, right? And then you walk into like the third home, <laughs> right? That's the third home know, that's fifteen between, million, yeah, seven, uh, yeah. seven to ten, right? You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but just spectacular and a great guy, and I appreciate his hospitality. But then again, wanted to go home and get back to work. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Um, by the way, you know, the white onesie I just told you about yes, zipper brakes. And right before I'm trying to get, you know, when that, that moment where you're trying to put your ski boots on for the first time and you're, you're already, you're already bundled up, yeah, you got multiple layers, you can barely point. breathe anyway, right. but you're leaning over and you're like, <sighs> yeah, you're boiling. <sighs> okay. Well the zipper, the, the, the actual B on Bogner flew off. So now you can't get it on there. I had to go to the front desk and ask for a, uh, like a, uh, a paper clip with tape. <laughs> so it looked so, so unbelievable ghetto, but I couldn't get it down. I was this close to going into the ski shop and saying, get your scissors out and Let's cut this. this shit off. Oh, I'm going to no. buy a whole new outfit right now. <laughs> but thankfully I was able to keep it going, but I, I had to, it was embarrassing. Everyone's uh. looking at me like you think because you know, and and if you know me, you're like Corey. You always you wear pink shoes all the time, and I've never met you when you didn't want people to notice you because right. you're just a you know glory whore. As I just love to hear myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that later too. Um, but I actually do Oops. kind of listen, well, listen, like. It's, listen, it's but the worst part is that someone actually listened to us for 110 minutes. Right. Um, so that night. We go out into, into Park City, and if you've been into Park City and, and Sundance, it's a weird, it's a weird combination. You got a bunch of people from LA, yeah, clashing with the mountain setting. You know, lots of black, 
yeah. leather, black right. jackets, black boots, black pants, right. black hats. A lot of people not dressed. Like, they're dressed in black, but it's not warm enough yeah, black. Like, it's, you think it, it's got to be it's warm. Fashion, but it's winter clothes. It's, exactly. Yeah. There's a big difference. Like, and then you got the people that, that, are, that live there, the townies and the locals, right. that, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that big warm stuff is always fashionable right right, right. It's, sometimes there's a pay, there's yeah a, it's a it serves a purpose yeah. Yeah. it's not supposed to look good right so i'm thinking i'm, I'm analyzing that combination because there were still some hollywood people there mm-hmm. and as you know you were there like you go up to the park sea in the middle of the mountains and they literally look like they're they're they stick out right yeah. and then you get into you know you know me i'm trying to be nice i'm nice to everybody i'm like just breaking conversations with anybody i meet and like where are you from i said well originally from chicago well where do you live i live in los angeles I'm like oh here for sundance huh yeah. <laughs> i'm like fuck you know what no no but i you're right i do have a black on black on black on black and i do try and yeah. look fashionable so you're yeah. right i you probably would have thought that right. but i had an a couple interesting sort of moments though we were trying to get into a musical a venue and we're walking up and what is the, do you know the name of the um the fetish where you like to have sex in uh costumes like big costumes it's an actual fetish you name. mean like a fur, uh, furry yeah that kind of thing is that the actual that's what it's called that's what i call it because i can never remember the real name of it but okay but like yeah like you dress up like a bunny rabbit right and, and then you, you'd like to you have make, intercourse uh, with right. that so we're walking up to this long ass line and i'm and it's kind of in, a, in the distance there was going to be a decent musical act there and i i could swear there's a bunch of furries in line and i'm like like we get closer sure enough there is at least 40 okay what? wait wait what 40 furries <laughs> In line, and I finally had to ask him, are you, you look up what it's called. Well, yeah, I, I got it, because I, I never think of the right thing. Okay, so I, I realized that, yeah, this is exactly what it is. I finally get it, bring up the, you know, it, I'm, and then and then I realized, I look across the street, there's some walking on the other side of the street. I felt like I was in Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh has the largest one every year, by the way. I did know that. Wait, wait, wait. Largest what? The largest convention for whatever this fetish is. Uh, apparently, they're called furries. Just furries. I actually, yeah, I actually got it right. Okay. Who knew? So there's the biggest one every year is in Pittsburgh. Down, and I was actually downtown there. Downtown Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wow. So there's there now I see them. They're all over the place. Turns out it was like a I forget the actual name. I want to say Brown. Like a, it was an Ivy League business school retreat. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Wait, it, so it, it got now. weird. It got more weird, right? A Brown business school. I, I don't want to say. I don't want to say Brown for sure. I no, think no, it was Brown. Or, it was an Ivy League school, some, right? Business school, right? Retreat, right? And they now said that all. I understand all and that. They said to themselves is, tonight, we're going to dress up in furry outfits. So those are the same people. Yeah, that's what you're telling me. Future because you executives. were telling me, and my my brain went <laughs> just stop computing. And when and when she said it to me. I, I thought she was messing with me. Of course. And then I, I checked later on with Bugs Bunny. Right. You know, and they they confirmed it. Separate people. Anyway, I thought that was weird. Okay. So, but one thing I do want to comment about. So we did end up to a musical venue. Um, and it was, there was a local band that is apparently pretty famous and really popular in Salt Lake City. Okay. The reason that they're popular, as you come to realize as you watch them for a little while, is that their guitarist is a really good guitar player. Mm. But 
I want to I want to point out because I had already you know we get we're going to get into the concept of originality later, and as I was listening to this guitarist, you know he's like there's there's moments where you're like wow this guy's a really good guitarist and you're like I could have swore I know that song, mm-hmm. and then and then back to okay this guy's a great guitarist but oh no that sounds like something something something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean by that mm-hmm. sure. like, it's 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 pretty difficult to remake. And we've talked about this episodes before about Jason Bateman and Ozarks, right? The fact yeah, that right. his character is one of, we believe, one of the more original characters as uh, uh, to date. Mm-hmm. And I felt the same way with this musical ask, musical act. It, it was, he was undoubtedly, he was a beautiful guitar player. Mm-hmm. But the an original song, he, there was no question that I heard pieces of other music that I totally heard. Yeah, of. yeah. And I didn't say to myself, this guy lacks all originality right and just sucks i thought <laughs> right it's pretty difficult unless you were aristotle right to come up with an original idea <laughs> right exactly like actually original but anyway moving on so great time uh great time skiing and i'm back on the wagon from a skiing standpoint there's no way i'm going another whole year without skiing i really enjoy it it's great to be out with in nature um, and, and, and I re- really loved it. So I loved it so much. I did it a couple days later <laughs> anyway. So, but in between that fantastic golf tournament, shout out to the American heart association and Galpin motors at Sherwood country club. Um, have you ever been to Sherwood country club? Uh, that's in Nottingham, right? <laughs> that's, um, yep. Robin yeah. Hood. Yeah. It's that's in Robin Hood's golf just club. north of, just north of Tarzan. Robin Hood's golfing club. That's right. No, no, it's not. It's in like the Tarzana. outside Thousand Oaks, uh, up, upwards. Oh, up that way. Yeah. Up by where the Kardashians like have their, some of their compounds. Oh yes. I remember when I was up there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did Is you that know? where they live? I don't actually know where they Did live. Did you know that the Kardashians actually have, uh, somewhat of a private firefighting department to protect their homes? That that when they love, yeah. No, they don't. I swear to God, no, they don't. And and I actually thought it was a genius idea, because can you imagine how much you can look? Because insurance rates for fire insurance are going to go through the roof. Oh, up there! Oh my not, God! Yeah, it's that a, whole. It's that like whole... you're self insuring your own property, right? You get it. So yeah, if I have so, my own private fire department, I don't. Need, I might not need fire insurance I'm, I'm right, because they're going to get here. The fire, right. <laughs> so they. Wow. Isn't that kind? Of, my when I first heard it, I it was sounds a little extravagant. I was so jealous and so mad. And then I afterwards I thought that's a great that's idea. That's brilliant. If As you're an insurance spend money, guy, that's right, brilliant. <laughs> right. But that because Thousand Oaks. As you people may or may not remember, it it, it burned, baby. Oh, it burned terribly. Yeah. The first reason this this event was supposed to happen uh, like a month ago, and it got canceled because of the fires. Is that right? Then it started pouring rain, and I'm like, are we going to really cancel the number two option? <laughs> right. This is going to be terrible. We spent a whole bunch of money to to support this group, right. and we might not ever get to play. Right. We might have to go start robbing the the rich to feed the poor. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? I do. I do. Uh, all right. So I got to tell a quick story about our, our caddy, though. And we're going to bring him on in the future. He's just going to, so far, he's just going to go by Jimmy. We'll give the rest of it out as we bring him on because he knows so much about golf. He's uh, he's really close with a couple people on the tour, uh, one in particular. But he was our caddy, and he had literally just got, just flown down after the Pebble Beach one, Pebble Beach tournament, mm. in one of the golfers' planes. And like just showed <laughs> right. up to to help us caddy on Monday, and has wow. some of the best stories ever. And 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 again, 
loved him. Thank you, Jimmy, for, for a fantastic day. And don't forget, you said you would come on the show uh, in upcoming weeks prior to one of the big golf Now, this events. is a caddy that's a professional, like, high, high, high level. This isn't like a kid from Caddyshack or something. This is like- no, a- I would say, you know, it's a good question. I would say it's like the old man from Caddyshack. So yeah. he, I don't, I don't, I, and we're going to get his life story or at least some of his yeah, life story yeah. when he comes on. But I don't know if he was ever actually an official professional caddy, but he's definitely been a caddy at one of the most- you know, one of the nicest country yeah. clubs in Southern California for a long time. And, and, and everybody knows him, you know, he's That's interesting. So I don't know if he's ever a professional caddy, but I would consider him to be the old ringleader of all the dipshit young caddies. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> right. Like he's, he's never, grow, he's never growing up. He's a yeah. Toys R Us kid. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Um, so we're, I can't wait to have him on the show. Don't let me forget. But before we move on into the next segment, so, or the next aspect of what happened, quick story so i had a group a, a couple buddies um come down and play with us so they flew flew down in the morning flew right back so the one guy falls asleep he's taking a little nap uh, on the on the the flight home and he wakes up to the pilot saying you know is there is anyone a doctor on, on you know on board you know because we need a, a, you know doctor's assistance immediately and my one buddy was sitting in the aisle and he looks over to the to the window where our, my other buddy was sitting when he fell asleep and he's not sitting there anymore so he immediately has his sick feeling looks backwards and he, the dude fainted coming out of the bathroom and is wedged face down in the aisle <laughs> blood everywhere oh my god like as oh, if god. he got snipered right and he's unconscious still yes so he's still in the aisle, like he's still however in the long aisle. ago so this my, has happened. My, my one buddy has to go back and like hit him and be like, dude, are you like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Like finally wakes up like 10, 15 seconds later, got taken off the, the, the plane on a gurney. Holy cow. Yeah. Poor guy. And like, he's, he's like, well, what happened? He's like, you know, I just, I, I, I woke up. I felt like I had to go to the, to the restroom. So I walked over you and I, and I go into the bathroom and like, I just, maybe I got up too quickly from, you know, like being, being sleeping a little while. But as soon as I like was felt like, as soon as I w- was walking out of the bathroom, I felt like the, the lights turning off. Whoa. I was like, okay, here we go. Next thing I know, I wake up and you're hitting me in the first. face. Right. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. That's Can you scary. imagine? No. It wasn't like it was no. It was just like one of, like a fluke thing yeah, too. You don't get any warning. He, yeah, like yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. Right. It's just it's bad luck. Wow. But I hope he's okay. Uh, so really, did they have know. to land the plane? No, early, no. Thankfully, they, so oh, good. It, it wasn't a long flight, but but I thought that it was kind of random, and and it was easy to laugh now because he was okay. Right. But you know that went with the story. I don't know what to tell you. So <laughs> anyway, the next day, taking early flight up to Tahoe for a, a client meeting at the Sugar Bowl Resort. Shout out to the Sugar Bowl folks. Thank you for your hospitality. We appreciated uh, you guys letting us ski there uh, the next day. Had a beautiful day uh, sort of out on the slopes uh, skiing at Sugar Bowl. Um, and then when the day was over, they have a little bit of a, they, a like high wind advisory, right? So we, uh, we had to wait to, to get in the gondola to head over to where our uh, our parking lot was, right? Um, so he uh, so we sat we sat down, had a couple beers, and just hung out, and waited for the for the wind advisory to go down. And I had a fantastic conversation with a retired Green Beret guy. Okay, uh, shout out to uh, Steve and his wife Kim. Uh, had a f- 
I, I, I didn't want to go home anymore. I wanted to keep listening to this guy talk. So wait, where are you hanging out with this guy? In the gondola or no, before right, the gondola? No, you know, right in the bar restaurant gotcha. before you can get on the gondola at Sugar Bowl to get over to the parking gotcha. lot, right? So did you, do you know how gnarly, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've met many, you know, special forces people. Many. Yeah, I, you I, have no idea. I'm sure you probably Most considered... of my best friends are in the are SEAL Team 6. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I figured you're the type of guy that were, wanted to be an armed, force, a special t- uh, armed yes. forces person and then yeah. quit because you inherited a bunch of money. Exactly. <laughs> so this guy was so cool. Retired as a colonel. Um, which is one level b- below general, yeah, right? That's up there. And you're talking hundreds of thousands of people in the armed forces, and he was he was explaining to me you know, about how the Green Berets work versus the Navy SEALs versus the Air Force people, and you think about because as a non-military guy, you got to imagine that it's a whole nother universe, Completely. right? Like his own you know, world within the world, right? Yeah. Because they literally say, are you in the armed forces or are you a civilian? Like they flat out. Right. And then there is like, a, a line in the sand, yeah, baby. You're like, if you're in the armed forces, you're in the armed forces, then everybody else in the in the country is a civilian. <laughs> right. That's a lot. That's a big, yeah. <laughs> so that's a small portion, but then you get in the officer deal uh, and it's a whole nother deal. And then the Green Beret situation, he was talking with me how the Navy SEALs worked with the Green Berets and how you needed to, you know, even though you didn't want to kiss the Air Force guys' ass a little bit because they're super arrogant because they're flying these multi-billion dollar planes, but they're also a little shorter because they have to be smaller to get into the plane. So you got the big (laughs) dumb animals that are like, you know, like trying to to do everything else because they couldn't fit in the plane. Back to our God's a fair man. He doesn't make you big, strong, and a genius. So. I'm kidding, Steve. I wasn't trying to say Green Beret guys are like that. But the Green Beret guys, there's also a language aspect that I did not understand that the Navy SEAL guys don't have. So if you're in the Green Beret, it's a requirement that you learn foreign languages. Oh, okay. Which doesn't exist in the other ones. And you actually get bonuses if you pass tests for the foreign language. And so I was like, I was very interested in that because remember, I think we've talked about this before in the show where if you get a, uh, a, a, a wish from a genie, Mm-hmm. So you're going to get one wish from a genie. Oh, just one. One. Okay. And you can't use the traditional wishes like you can't wish for more wishes. Right. You can't wish for all the money in the world. Right. You can't wish for your family to be um, healthy. You know, you, yeah. you, know, you can't right. live and you can't wish. or whatever. Yeah, you can't yeah. wish to live forever. Okay. Right. It has to be something that's selfish for you only. Okay. Mine is my wish would be to be able to speak any language fluently whenever I want. Really? That's my wish. Really? So, and I tell him this story and he's looking at me like, okay, dude, whatever. Wow, what a waste. But then, <laughs> what a waste, exactly. So he, this this big, you know, this big six foot one, you know, 225 pound white dude with, you know, blonde hair and blue eyes speaks Thai because he was stationed oh. in Thailand. He did two multiple tours in Iraq, but he also speaks Thai. It's like that's hard to picture. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what happens is because the Green Berets, like the Navy SEALs guys, they they fly in, they snipe, 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 and then they leave sort of disaster behind them. Right. You know, they they basically catch them off guard, right, and then they leave. Well, the Green Berets will come in and work directly with a local force. So there's only like 15 to 20 guys in a Green Beret, uh, you know, group, mm-hmm. and they will work directly with, you know, the Afghanistan, the Afghani soldiers. But they're so they're going to basically come and take care of and clean up the shit after the Navy SEALs go and like 
you know, make it a big cluster F. And (laughs) then the Green Berets are going to have to come and like take care of that. And, but also like have the relationship between, you know, the American armed forces and and the local forces, but still from an elite fighting force standpoint. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's the Green Beret guys, the joke was that you'll, you'll never, how do you know that someone's a Navy SEAL? I don't know. Because they tell you. <laughs> right? And then, yeah. and then the uh, Green Beret guys are like, how do you know somebody's in the Green Beret? How, many, somebody, how do you know somebody's a Green Beret guy? Huh? You're like, you don't know because he'll never tell you. Right? <laughs> so, the, so you could tell he already had this. Yeah, and so yeah, then yeah. I, I wanted to analyze that from a psychological standpoint. And that's oh, how I, yeah. the next thing you know, I'm getting all this shit about the Air Force people. <laughs> right. The, the little guys. Yeah, that, like the Tom right. Cruises of the world. Right, right. right. <laughs> Nice news. Anyway, so I thought that was cool. And the reason why I was connecting the dots, I realized that on my drive down from Park City, Mm -hmm. my driver and I had a great 50-minute conversation. He had just gotten out of the military. And this this was just 48 hours prior, like 72 hours prior, I was having a beautiful conversation about this guy that did a tour in Europe. This uh, The Green Beret guy was more the Far East and the Middle East. Mm -hmm. This guy was all over Europe. And he was telling me about – he was a younger guy, not a a career guy. Mm -hmm. But he did like six years under the GI Bill. He gets out out and he's got college paid for – for pretty much as long as he ever wants to go to school. Wow. Yeah. And, and he was in Europe? And he was traveling around Europe. Now, granted, he wasn't making, you know, 200 grand to be an enlisted soldier, but he was an enlisted soldier and wow. he didn't get shot at. No. And and he got to see the world. He comes back and now he's going, if he tests into Harvard and he gets accepted, he gets to go to Harvard for free. Yeah. Because, and, and maybe it's not Harvard specifically, but lots of really great schools also have a subsidy program where they give veterans a discounted rate. So then they give the government, because the government's right. paying for it. Right. Paying for your for you to get your education. Right. And I thought, what a great, well, that's awesome. Yeah. And why are more people doing that? Yeah, I don't know. You know? Right. And, and like, he's literally, he's going to get like a fifty, sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 a year scholar, you know, scholarship school pay for. Basically, yeah. Super yeah. smart guy. And he, he got me on to a German docuseries about the fall of the Soviet Union. <laughs> and okay. he, he, we were having this long conversation about Russia because you know how, I mean, like, it's still, the Mueller report hasn't come out yet. So we're no, still we're talking still about waiting, Russia. we're still waiting, right. So, and, and I'm fascinated about, you know, the, the Russia in general. But, but it's a German documentary. Exactly. So as you can imagine, you know, very, uh, very edgy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but talking about the Berlin Wall and the fall of all that, and, and you know, just a historical document, you mm-hmm. know, doc, docu-series that I then downloaded and listened on the airplane home. And I when I landed in LA and I, I felt like I was smarter. So thank you to, to that to that person because I really um, – he did make me smarter. So, um, okay. So after I was done with uh, Sugar Bowl. Yeah. So have a nice dinner with the with uh, one of the owners at TLC Squared Shop. Oh, that's is that why, right? Yeah, that's why he reminded me to make sure we got into uh, – make sure we, we got a good shout out at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. because we forgot to do that in number 13. But had a nice had a nice dinner. Got home and made it out of Reno just before they got crushed with a huge snowstorm, oh, planes grounded, is that right? everything. It was terrible. Oh, wow. But so barely got out of there. So thank God we did. Mm-hmm. Because then comes Thursday, Riviera Open, Genesis <laughs> Open at Riviera <laughs> Country Club. Okay. We didn't go on Thursday, but have you ever been out to that? Oh, many times. Yeah. I imagine. Big golfer. You have, Big yeah, golfer. Yeah, we already know Big you have. Big fan of golf. But- mm. Your golf events are very um, 
We talked about the waste man, the garbage man open that you, so the one in Riviera is very, it's uh, not, it's a little bit, it gets a little bit more exciting than some of your other ones, oh yeah. but it's, it's certainly not the masters where you feel, you know, this unbelievable culture and, you know, and, and history, mm-hmm. but so people do cheer a little bit and Tiger, Tiger Woods was playing. So oh, yeah? you, you just watch this huge flow of people. Out in the distance, you know, that where's Tiger? They're, just look for the just giant for the, floor right. people. Yeah. <laughs> and then you think the guy is tied for like number fifty five. He's nowhere he's nowhere winning, but yet he still has that many people yeah. following him. Yeah. And granted it's his tournament too for his foundation, but so we didn't go on Thursday because our, our host had to cancel, but we did go on Friday. And you notice it rained yesterday. So we're yeah. Saturday morning right now. So we go on you go yesterday. In and out of rain, but yeah. we're on this really great place called the 14 Bluffs, which is, you know, sort of a VIP scenario, a, a tacky corporate VIP room Yeah, that, you know, that I'm only lucky enough to get into because I know some people. And uh, so, but thankfully I do, so I <laughs> right. get to go and I enjoyed right. it. Right. And it's a par three. So what I also like to do to make PGA events more interesting is I pull out the, the list of golfers and start doing a round robin. $20 a man per golfer. <laughs> so you have a set of three. Okay. So you take two sets of three. Follow me here. Sure. But because the Thursday event got stopped short, mm-hmm. so they had to make up some of Thursday and Friday. So then the sheets of paper that they give out to you that show the uh, the, the golfers and who's coming up next. Right, right. They didn't print them because right. it was all ch- had to change. So by the time we got into the golfing sen- scenario, because mind you, every time I'm at these, these events and I don't have some enough people that I know because you need say at least six people to have okay. a good round robin okay. you know gambling event <laughs> at a golf tournament so I've had to go up and ask random people Bro, that are like you, you have to like look at the crowd and think does that look like a gambler yeah does that look like a gambler and you <laughs> and you feel awkward it's you like, like they think you're selling Right. Yeah, you're oh, yeah. so profiling. You know, you're absolutely profiling. Yeah. And then so many times you'll you'll you I think I got the gambler picked out. I'd be like, yo, yo, bro, you uh you gamble at all? And and I've gotten the like no. Uh. Like, are you serious? It's like, what? And then <laughs> and then I'll say that and you got another person that was next to him that that you didn't think was a gambler. Right. They're like, Yeah, I'm in. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm well, in. Whatever it is. <laughs> you know. So we're just so awkward when you don't know people. But again, I found finally found enough people to do it, but they didn't have the paperwork done. So right. I, oh, right, because yeah. so I wrote it down on a plastic plate or on, on a paper plate. Very professional. Right? Very when nice. you're gonna note to note to everyone right. out there, when you're gonna keep a good book. Yeah. All right. You got to write it down on a paper plate. <laughs> right. All right. So I get down the next like 10 people. So what happens is you pick a golfer and if that golfer is the only one to get a birdie, you win the pot. Okay. And then it's one tie. We all tie Rihanna. Okay. And we use, we started this at the Safeway Open years ago and it's, it makes it so much more fun. You got, you got, you know, f- you know, 70 year old people, high five and 20 year olds. Right. And, <laughs> right. and like, and you, and when you have something that really doesn't think you don't think it matters, then you got our group cheering when someone misses a putt, <laughs> but then they have to remember like, oh, sh- yeah, because okay, okay. it's, it's the cool. guy that cheered because if he made it, then he would not have won the $120. Right, exactly. <laughs> Anyway, it's nice. a great, great, great time. I hung out with a couple people that I, that I, that I love, uh, love spending time with. You guys know who you are, and a, a quick good story about one of these individuals. So, you know, like the good, good Samaritan story. 
Sure. Like you've everybody's heard one, right? Yeah, sure. So this just happened recently. Buddy lives in West LA. He's leaving his house. He's got to go to a dinner meeting. And he's like getting the dew off his window. And he hears, he hears somebody like yelling, hey, stop right there. And he looks over and like these two guys are like booking away from this car, right? And it's, you know, it's a residential neighborhood. He said that he didn't even think. He opens the car door, leaves his car running in his driveway, sprints down. This guy was an ex-athlete, really fast, you know, good, oh, ex, great ex-athlete, you know, oh, division no. one athlete. Sprints, catches the one guy, throws him onto the ground. And then the other group of guys, like, <laughs> oh, comes around him. They hold him, you know, citizens arrest, citizens arrest. And and they, get, they catch these, like, you know, carjackers. And then he just finally realizes his heart rate is starting to slow down. He's like, I left my car in the fucking freaking drive. Way, and I don't want any of these people to know where I live. Right. So he goes back, gets his car, moves it to a different area of the street, and then comes back. Is like, hey, is there everything all right? They're like, no, you got to stay here. Yeah, I mean, you on, caught man. one right. of the guys. Uh, you know, right. we need you. We got to wait for the wait cops. For the cops like, and the no, newspaper. No, no. And, right. He's like, no, I, I'm an incredible. I just show up, like, <laughs> and we had a great laugh about. So he just like skis out of there with yeah. like he's frozen like, no, or something. I, right? yeah, I have to go. I have to dinner dun, dun, appointment. Dun, dun. Right. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll leave now. I just love that he parked in his neighbor's driveway. Like, listen, dude, I don't want anybody to know. <laughs> right. So then our other friend is listening to the story, and he and he brought up a great point. He's like, dude, what were you thinking? He's like, what do you mean? See, why would you run? You don't know that guy could have a gun. Right. You know, you, you don't even know what you're getting into. You could have right. got shanked or more or or almost as worse as anything. You could have got sued. Yeah, I was going to say, right. <laughs> what if uh, shank schmank? What if he has a lawyer on retainer? <laughs> exactly. You're screwed. Like that scene from Liar Liar where the secretary says to Jim Carrey, she she goes, you know what, uh, you know, Mr. Reed, it's guys like you. The, a friend of mine had a burglar that broke into her house and he fell on a knife and he cut himself and the burglar sued my friend for getting injured in her kitchen. And my friend had to pay the burglar because of lawyers like you. And what do you have to say for yourself? And, and Jim Carrey just goes, I would have got him more. <laughs> you know, like, and then it's like, it's like, oh, anyway, I think she might actually say he got $5,000. She said, oh, I would have got him 10. But I, I like to be accurate in my movie quotes. But so, but he's like, he made a good point, though. Yeah, it's like, a very what, good point. What but then what do you do? Superman? Like, he's a good Samaritan, right? Right. And you hear all these other stories. We're going to talk about social media later. Um, but it's like, you, I've heard stories about good Samaritans showing up on the on the side of a, an accident. And they're, they pull out their phones and they start videotaping it. Yeah. And the first person there, there's like a burning car. And right. you got to go help and the like person. Like someone's doing a selfie and with like, the car whoa, in the whoa, background. Whoa, this is right. going to be good footage. Yeah. I'll and then you got some random guy running Facebook. through, running past the camera, diving into the water and saving right. the drowning child. And, you know, the, and the millennials are like, great job, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean by that? Yes, I do. And what does that no, mean and, and thank for our society? That your friend is... I He's mean, a good Samaritan. Right. That his impulse was to actually help uh, at his own peril. It, it, it sort of, and we talked a little about the fight or flight aspect. Yeah. You know, he when was, you get that adrenaline yeah. and, and, you know, it's an animal instinct. You yeah. either fight or flight. Right. Well, he, he, he wanted fought. to fight. He yeah. wanted to. He was like, bad guy alert. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. For like a RoboCop moment. Does he have a cape? Should we get him a something's brewing cape? We should, that's a good idea. You know? Or an incredible outfit called nice. Something's Brewing. Right. And, and like, 
it, it is something brewing? Right. Big SB on his chest. Because <laughs> mm. if there is something brewing, I, then I, I will, will be there. I will be there. <laughs> also saw at the same bluffs area that I told you about, a couple that I hadn't seen in literally 12 plus years that I used to run around with at Q's. Remember last week we talked oh, about Q's? Jeez, really? Yeah. So it was like a kind of like a feeling of, we always talk about it's kind of moving together, feeling the right moves, really mm-hmm, the right vibes. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so it's a beautiful day today. I wish we were out there today. Oh, my gosh, um, yes. It's so much nicer than yesterday, but tomorrow we're going to golf in the morning and then go out and, and take on the you know the the, the finals there. So, um, all right. Anyway, moving on. So, let's head over to uh, Brooklyn's Bridge where we're going to cross over to the last part of the show. Is it that time? Yeah, I know it doesn't feel like it, but it is. So we hope you stay here because after now you're going to know. <laughs> and today. We're actually going to introduce something new called the Pause Laws Imposter. All right. And I've been dealing with this all week since the last show with some friends of mine that have been telling me that I can't give any recognition to the fact that we have our first hater, uh, you know, out there. Yes. And. I have I've had so many mixed emotions about this, mm-hmm. and and most of my friends and, you know and colleagues have said, oh you can't you got to do it this way you can't you can't give anybody any you know you can't give them any acknowledgement whatsoever. Right. But now, now to be clear, then who where did you find out about this hater? So remember we did cruise for Congress last week. My buddy is yeah, running for Congress. Sure, By sure. the way, he's 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 so stoked. He is going. He's de- like. He's there's really no question. Right. I, I believed he was really going to run before, and now, now he, it's like, he's mm. starting to take meetings already. Ooh, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. It's gonna. We're gonna have him on the show too when yeah, it gets closer it. to the November elections and whatnot. But anyway, so he was the one that texted me and said, "By the way, you know, you got like a hater out there." And I and I literally, I was like, "No." I called him up, and. I said, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You got it. You got it. Like I hate her. Like you wait till you read it." And I was, I was literally shocked because I thought, "There's no way that someone would listen to my hobby and your very, very, very part-time <laughs> job, and get, and write anything negative, right, let alone right. what Expand actually kind of somebody energy. did." Yeah, yeah. So before we, uh, did you get that song uh, teed up? Because oh yeah, I, do you want to do that? Yeah, I think it's well. I think it's perfect. Okay. So. So if anybody, turn it up just a little more. How's that? So if anyone, hopefully somebody can remember this song. Don't worry, we're not going to listen to the whole thing, but a little higher. Can you go a little higher? Uh, no. No? That's as high as it goes? Oh, wait. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so we'll turn it down a little bit. So we'll talk over the first verse, then we'll bring it back on the... Okay, all right. um, We got a whole thing going here. So when I... So then... So I had these mixed emotions of... Uh, and I felt like, turn it up. Uh-oh, ready? Hop. This is what I started thinking. <laughs> I wish they could see you dancing right now. Because I love the song. I always loved it. And this, all right, all right, enough. Okay. Okay. Right. So I, I started thinking of that song, and then I started like having a little bounce to my step. But this was after... I admittedly, my feelings were hurt. By the hater? Yeah. No, the and hater was a re- was, came to you via a, uh, like, iTunes, yeah, an like iTunes a, yeah. uh, review. So, right? and let's, let's, be, let's be clear. It was not actually our first hater. We've had multiple reviews, mm-hmm. but the first actual hater or negative review was actually kind of funny. He said, he or she, by the way, because we don't know. It's all anonymous. We don't know. 
So the first one was kind of funny. He said, he or she said, um, the only way this podcast could get any worse is if Kate McNown was the guest. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, in, in the, in this, in the nickname that you give a nickname, it says Bruin Life. So I immediately thought, well, first of all, that's kind of funny. I love Kate. Right. And if you literally pick the nickname of Bruin Life and you just, you think that it would be worse if the, one of the, be- the best quarterback in the history of UCLA football was on the show, then this is, you obviously are just is, messing around. Right. Or so, and it was kind of funny. Right. And you better believe Kate's coming on. We're going to talk about that. Oh, nice. So, well, I took issue with the fact they, they put the word podcast in quotes as if this isn't really a podcast. Yeah, like what exactly does How that did mean? you hear it if it's not a podcast? Yeah. But people don't understand quotes. Well, and that that goes in. So then 10 days later, 20 days later comes yeah. the first real hater. The, the good one. And he used, he or she used really big words that he's either, he or she is either very intellectual right. or has a thesaurus. <laughs> Something's <laughs> right. going on, right. There, I had to look up. plenty of free time. Plenty of free time. And the fact that. You know, when I first read it, like I said, it, it hurt my feelings a little bit. And I and I, it didn't necessarily hurt my feelings, but I definitely had a feeling that I did not, I haven't had in a long time. And, and it, but it was also different. And what I meant by that is this. So it's been a long time since I played football in front of anybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and we've talked about this before. I've been booed by thousands and thousands of people. Right. Yes. How many at one time? Probably the most people booing at once mm-hmm. was probably 50,000, you know, opposing fans or maybe more, like maybe 80,000 at the most. You know, if you figure Ohio State was probably Ohio State or Alabama and we had, let's say we had 15,000 people travel at the most, 10,000, right. they hold 100. Right. So potentially right. 90,000 people that yeah, were rooting sure. against me, right. maybe were they all booing at the same time? Maybe. So let's yeah. say 60, 70,000. That's pretty good. But- in in that scenario, it's it's a an objective opinion, mm-hmm. or it's an, it's a, an objective feeling mm-hmm. that many times I couldn't argue with. There was plenty of games where I threw four interceptions. Well, not plenty. Sorry. All right. <laughs> At least once. Right. <laughs> sorry, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we talked about the Air Force, yeah. actually, and the Navy. Yeah. Um, so many times where I was clearly the reason why we lost the game. Mm-hmm. Threw an interception as time runs out, <laughs> fumbled and it bounced into the hands of the other team, and he ran it back right. for a touchdown, and, and we lost. I, 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 you can't argue with that, right? So they boo, and you're like, you're yeah, like, yeah, I don't blame uh, that. You're yeah. absolutely accurate, yeah, right? But in this case, this was completely subjective, right? Mm-hmm. And this person believes that it believes in in what they wrote, and then so we so then I find 14 days later. This person posts another one, but I don't think they realize that when you do it from the same account, it eliminates your old one so that we know it's him or her again. Oh, God. Gotcha. And now the title was Kill This Already. <laughs> and and if you don't see the irony in the first sentence, then I rest my case, which is right, right. this. The, the hard thing to believe about his podcast is that it's actually getting worse. <laughs> which means that you have spent over 100 plus minutes listening to the voice that you think I just like to hear myself talk. Right. So what does that say about you? Right. Well, now, do, do you have these, do you have these reviews with you? Uh, yeah, of course I do. Will you read them? 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I read them all the time because what I also. Once an hour you so mean? Or like, it, no, mean? no, no. So Anne Rand is one of my favorite novelists. And in all of her novels, there's a protagonist that goes against the main characters. In, in, in all of Anne Rand's characters, she has a strong woman, a strong female character, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that, that is the key to a strong male character existing, right? Mm-hmm. So you I'm mean, okay. I'm looking at whoever this person is as the reason that this, I didn't even really care if this became successful for mm-hmm. now i'm going to just because of this so hold on he says he or she just awful <laughs> hard to imagine a worse podcast for those who would argue that easy access to podcasting technology is a bad thing here's exhibit a nothing but name dropping banal observations self-help platitudes and self-glorification don't believe me the last 10 minutes of episode 12 are the worst of the whole thing distilled and i wondered you know what this person obviously hasn't listened to episode three through in order. Must have just jumped in with 12 because they would know that they're making a big mistake. Hence the pause laws imposter <laughs> by not following pause law. Number one, which is keep a positive attitude right. at all times. Yeah, come on. And you won't feel like you need to write something like that because you're going to have a much better life. But you know what, Corey? That's just another one of your banal platitudes. You know what I mean? I had to look up banal <laughs> and platitude. Did you really? Yes. Well, and it's all about lacking originality and blah, blah, blah. Yes, it so is. So anyway, so let's go. 14 days later. It oh, pop- yeah. So, what, so yeah, 14 what's days later, he spends another 52 minutes of his time listening to you and I, or she. I, I, I can't imagine it's, it's a, a she. guy, it's right? It's got to be a guy. I mean, yeah. It says, kill this already. <laughs> The most impressive thing about his podcast is that I listened to it again. No, I'm sorry. Is that it's no, but- getting worse. Absolutely nothing of value to the listener. It's just a guy who loves to hear himself talk about the tacky VIP rooms his corporate lifestyle gets him into. Oh, and how he was once, quote, kind of a big deal. His words, most episodes. Spare us, please. And it's like, if you have never seen Anchorman... And you don't know about, I'm kind of a big deal. I always said I used to be kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get the comedic value in there, again, I feel sorry for this person. Yeah, but you know, uh, I was going to say something and then I forgot what it was. Yeah. Well, first of all, tacky (laughs) VIP rooms. I mean. Are they tacky? Whatever. Some of them are, but most of them are better than general pop. (laughs) And you know what about the concept of bragging? It's called humble bragging. Okay. And it's, and it, the self glorification is again, if you didn't, if you need to listen to them all and notice that th- this hasn't changed, this is us. Yeah. yeah. But I can't wait to, to see if he listens again. It's almost well, like clearly he's listened twice. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is the, the number 12 was so bad. He had to write that review. Right. And listen to number 13. Yeah. So, and so I think we have a committed listener. And that's my point. Like, yeah, like so so when I thought where this you know when we said we don't even know about the social the social network movie right. like we don't even know what this could become. Right. I also admit like I had this moment in moment where my friends were trying to convince me not to do what I just did right. which is give any sort of uh you know the Mr. The thesaurus right. credit. Um or Mrs. The thesaurus credit. <laughs> it's actually hard to say. But I said, you know what? I don't care. I'm gonna. I'm. I've. I've practically been brought to tears on the show and other episodes where I'm talking about the girl that was had to deal with mm, the, 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 mm-hmm. the swimmer, the mm-hmm. young swimmer with yeah, that shaved her head, that. had her head, that lost her hair. Right. Was you know. So I don't care. I'm. Gonna, I'm not afraid to be vulnerable in this in this process. And at the same time, I thought to myself, 
or you were you got to be onto something. Someone that doesn't know us, I guarantee <laughs> exactly. this person doesn't know us, has listened. Right. And anyway, it, it gave me again. Can we the the music? You know, just the, like one oh, really? more time. Oh, just like I, just the I beginning. One more time. Music. Can we oh, get back wait. on? No, here we go. Just one more time. We'll just, get sued by Warner Brothers. It's not a big deal. No, oh, okay. Miss Matthew Wilder. Wait, does anybody it? even know him? Oh, look at him. One more time. Up a little bit. Here we go. Arms in the air at the club. All right. All right, guys. I got to keep my phone anyway. here. Oh, but you know what? The, the golden rule, Apostles Creed, do unto others as you would have done to yourself. You or I would have never done that. I'm convinced that if I ever got a chance to spend some time with this person, I could convince him to have a better attitude. So, in closing... Yeah, you guys would end up being best friends. I, I don't think he and I, or she and I, would become best friends, but I, there's no doubt that we could definitely... Um, I think have a, a really powerful conversation. But one thing we're not going to do is going forward, we're not going to do this all the time. Yeah, no, no. This was the number of the first real hater, mm -hmm. hence the concept of the pause laws imposter. Right. Um, I think we'll be able to find bring this segment back in the future for other reasons. I got a great idea for one called apostrophe no, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I think would be a good idea. Something like somebody did something yeah. really stupid, right? Like apostrophe, apostrophe no, no, or even an apostrophe yes. <laughs> nice. So we'll find some things to do that because we do have to bring in more segments as it, as in the off season mm -hmm. because we got to fill the time. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, so with that, I hope you have a great rest of your morning a beautiful afternoon, or a fantastic evening. And remember, if you're constantly positioning yourself for success, something's always brewing. Corey Pons is back at quarterback now. Corey's in the end zone. Gets it away. Deep down the middle. Corey Pons Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.